right, here we are. Welcome back to Inside the Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Billy Stevens, co-host Bill Bars. And Bill, this week we have a special guest in the house. We've got our very own high school principal, Jared Luke. Man, good to have you. How's the school year going so far? Absolutely, Billy. Uh, it's great to be here. Appreciate you guys asking me to come out and chat with you this morning. Um, you know, we're, we're done with, with two weeks of school, uh, starting on our third week. And so uh, things have been well so far. Um, kids have been receptive to some change that's, that's taking place. And um, teachers are, are hard at it in the classrooms every day getting after it. So uh, couldn't have couldn't have asked for a better start of this, this school year and hope and pray to continue to go that way. Well, you know, I know you're about uh... – roughly all total about a half a school year into a whole school year because you took over last year um, right after Christmas. And, you know, with anything, when there comes a change at the top, then then that top person wants to change a few things to kind of, uh, you know, get things run their way or some things they need improving or, or changing. You know, how, how's your staff been receptive to that? So, yeah, you're right. I, I took over last January when uh, when Scott Haskins resigned and um, – not resigned, he retired, had enough years in. And Scott had the uh, had the school in a great place when I took over. Very fortunate for that. Um, he was also my mentor for those three and a half years I was the assistant principal and taught me some really good things about leadership and, and how to go about my, my day and, and handle different situations. So I'm very, very thankful and fortunate to have had Scott in my corner, um, guided me along the way. Um, there were a few changes we made, not anything huge, um, just kind of, you know, kids understanding, you know, the change that took place um, over time and some that realized Mr. Haskins had, had retired and I had taken over. And then um, finally, you know, we, you got to sit down and have your meetings with your kids and your teachers. And so, so far, everybody's been very receptive. Um, I have a great staff at the school, you know, with uh, Ms. Christy Clark is my assistant principal over curriculum, and then Ms. Stephanie Gooden also does our discipline. She's new to Shido Silla, but she's jumped in feet first and, and ready to go. And so, um, but I, I'll be honest, guys, without the teachers that we have in place, we wouldn't be where we're at um, in, our, in our system. Um, by all means, these teachers, pros, lunchroom staff, maintenance guys, grounds crew, I mean, they, they're the ones that make it tick. They're the ones in the fire every day. And, um, very fortunate to have a, a staff under me that is receptive to change. Um, but also the, these people understand that I'm also receptive to ideas they have. And so I think that working relationship goes very well because they know that I'm not one of those that's just gonna shut them out, that um, if they've got an idea or they don't like something that's happening, that they're always welcome to come in and sit down and talk with me and, and I'm not gonna bite, you know, bite anybody's head off. We're gonna have a, a positive conversation. And if something else needs to be changed that I may have hadn't thought about, then We'll definitely look at it. So, our, like I said, our staff and our board members and uh, our, our superintendent, Kerry Billingsley, has been fantastic to me. His staff at the board office, um, you see them in the building all the time now. And their whole philosophy is what can we do to serve you? And so, you know, the whole changing of the guard pretty much, you know, with everybody taking over who has, has been very, very good. And um, like I said, I cannot say thanks enough to my staff and the, the board office staff and, and everybody that's in place to, to help us grow in Osceola, and that's what our goal is. Well, you know, Jared, um, I, I've known you since, I mean, day one when I got here, you were part of Coach Noble's coaching staff. That's right. I saw you coach offensive line, you know, for, for several years, and then the time came when you had an opportunity to jump into administration and you took the opportunity and – the one thing I'll say, man, is, is you know, you, Coach Nobles used to say this all the time back in Florida. I never heard him say it here. It was like, Coach, man, you're missing one of your go-tos. But he, he used to say this. He used to say, you either have character or you are one. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the things that I've observed about you is that you have unbelievable character. You've demonstrated that and how you cared for kids, you, you know, as a football coach. You've demonstrated that in how you've cared for kids and your peers um, as, a, as a teacher, You've, you did that in administration, and now you're in a place where, you know, um, because of your character, because of the way you carried yourself every single day, people recognize leadership in you and determine that, hey, you're the kind of guy that we can follow, and they put you in that position. So, man, I'm thankful that, um, you know, our administration and had, had the wisdom to put you there. I'm thankful for the life that you live and how you care for people, which gave you the opportunity to be there. Now, I want to, here's a question. What was that transition like? Because you went from being a peer to kind of a, 
I mean, I don't want to say it that, but it's a boss technically. It means what you. So how how has that transition been? What's that been like? So before I answer that, I do want to. You spoke on Coach Nobles very uh, briefly right there, and um, I did coach with, with Coach Nobles for many years, and was fortunate enough to coach offensive line under his guidance. Um, if it wasn't for Buddy, I probably wouldn't be where I'm sitting today. Um, Buddy would tell you, and he told me all the time, you know, when we coached, he, he asked what my ultimate goal was, and he always knew my ultimate goal was to become a principal, um, at some point move over to the board office, at some point become a superintendent. And that's been my goal for many years now. And so mm -hmm. Buddy always inspired me to, to strive toward that goal on a daily basis. And when the opportunity came about to take, take op that opportunity, um, life lessons that Buddy taught me are just, uh, I can't count them how many things I learned from that man and the godly character he, he displayed on an everyday basis. Um, but outside of that, just the, the character he had and what he showed, you know, every day. My kids, he would stop by my house and um, throw the football in the yard with my kids after football practice, and I never knew he was there. You know, you just that was the type of guy he was. Um, but I will never forget I, I, the job, the assistant principal job came open uh, when Buddy was sick in Atlanta in the hospital. And um, we went up. We actually took the church bus, and you drove us. Mm -hmm. And um, I applied that day on my phone coming back. And I talked to Buddy before I left that day, and I said, hey, Coach, I just want to let you know, this is the principal job, no sill is open. And, and he told me, he said, well, I told you, you know, that God had a time and a place for you in your life, and uh, it's time for you to apply for that. And he said, don't worry about football. And so, uh, fortunately enough, I got that job. I finished the year with him. We won a state championship that year. And then I, I – passed on my torch of coaching to the next guy. Um, so I was assistant principal for, for the three and a half years. And then, like you said, the transition period to uh, the principal. And um, when you're in Ocilla and you're in a small town, you know everybody. Everybody knows you. Um, you're pretty much friends with everybody. Everybody knows my the way I carry myself is I'm not a um, boastful guy. I'm very humble. I appreciate everything that, that's happened to me. I work hard for what I've got. But – you're also in a position where you have to hold people to standards and you hope that when that happens that they respect you enough to listen to what you're asking them to do. Uh, it's very simple when it comes to this job. There's somebody looking at me every day and going to judge me on the job that I do in our school system with our kids. Ultimate goal, number one, our kids come first outside of anything else. Our teachers know that. Um, our kids know that. You know, we're going to provide what we need to provide for them on a daily basis. And I, my teachers know also that I, I expect a lot of things out there. My expectations are high. My favorite word at school is expectations. They know that our students know I have the high expectations. Our teachers know I have high expectations. On the flip side of that, my teachers also know um, that if I'm not living up to my expectations or what they expect out of me, then I, I expect them to come tell me that. I expect them to come to my office and say, Coach, look, you said you'd give us 180 days of your best, and I don't think you are. And in reality, you know, I, when I tell them you need to you need to check me if I'm not, I mean that. And I, I do have teachers that, that will come in and sit down and say, Coach, look, I think you didn't give it all today. And um, and I appreciate that out of them. I think when you have that relationship with them that they know it's nothing personal, it's business, this is the way it's got to run for us to be successful, that they appreciate that and they appreciate the transparency that comes with that. Um, so it's been tough. It's been difficult at times. But it's also been smooth because of the fact that I'm very upfront and honest with each and every one of the teachers at our school, the staff members at our school, um, and I'm very and they know that I'm very thankful for them. Like I said, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have anything. You know, so they are in the fire every day, right. and I couldn't appreciate them more for what they do for us. I know that, and and you teed this up very nicely. I noticed when I come out there, my first year as the resource officer in 2016. Um, Coach Billingsley was actually the principal at that time, and then Scott come a short time after that, maybe halfway through the next year or so. But one of the things that impressed me uh, with the administration out there is that y'all know the kids. Mm -hmm. You know the kids. Uh, you know who the kids are kin to. You know their folks. You know their backstory. And, and it ain't just five or ten or fifteen of them. And and y'all know the kids. You bring up a kid, hey, do you know so-and-so? Yeah, that's so-and-so's son. You know, this, that, whatever. Y'all know the kids, and, and that that amazed me um, that you knew enough. Of course, I only knew the ones that were friends with my kids and right. some of the ones that I knew their parents. Right. But, um, but Well, you know. and, and it goes a long way in life to, um, to take time. For, for me, if I can take a little bit of my time out of the day to get to know a kid at school, and just calling them by name, speaking to them every day, you know, at breakfast and lunch. Um, if you develop a rapport with somebody, 
you're gonna get a lot more out of that person. And I don't do it just to get a lot out of them. I want to know who that kid is outside of those books and outside of that athletic field. And you know, is your life outside going okay? Is there anything I can do for you? And that speaks volumes to, to kids. It really does. When you take just a second out of your day to, to ask them how they're doing, and that only goes for us in administration, but um, it would blow your mind. Like my secretary up front, Miss Lisa Hudson, does a fantastic job. She knows every kid pretty much by name every day. Miss Kathleen Bryant, same way, knows it pretty much every kid. And um, it helps us, you know, during the school day because, yes, I do know their daddy or their mom, and I can call them. But more than that, it, it goes to building that relationship with these kids and letting them know that, listen, I care about you, I love you, I want the best for you every day, regardless of what it is. If you're going to college, great, you're going to trade school, the military, whatever you choose to do in life, I want you to be a productive citizen. That is my ultimate goal for our students in Irwin County is when they graduate to go out and be a productive citizen for their community, regardless if it's in Osceola, Atlanta, California, wherever it's at, you should always try to be a productive citizen for your community. And um, these kids are kind of buying into that and realizing that, hey, you know, they, there's something to that. There's something to be said about having pride in, in your community, pride in your name, pride in your family. And um, and we try to we try to you know, display that at our school and let these kids know how much they mean to us and and, um, and how much we care about them. Well, you know, that's a it's a great point, Jared, and, and I'm glad you brought it up. There's a couple of things that I, I kind of want your view on and how do you approach some things. I love that you said that you guys really push, hey, know the kids, know the kids, know the kids. Um, John Maxwell is famous for saying people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So the fact that you guys are really making sure that the kids on the campus feel valued and, and trying to build morale is essentially Absolutely. what you're doing. Um, so here's two questions. Um, number one, <clears throat> How important, and, and I already think I know the answer to this, but just, you know, how important is the morale, not only of your students, but your staff? How, how important is that to you? And what do you do to keep morale up in addition to some of the things maybe you've already mentioned? And then the other thing that I'd like for you to speak to is um, you, you get this. You grew up here. This is sometimes in a small town for, for certain kids. It's hard to imagine a world outside of Irwin County. A lot of these kids we were having a conversation. I don't know if it was me and you or it was coaches or who it was, but I remember several years ago having a conversation with a kid who'd never been to the beach. That's mm -hmm. the, absolutely. These are the kind of kids that we find in our community. So how do you, what do you guys do or um, to really just try to broaden hopes and dreams of young people? So that, that first question you asked about morale when it comes to students and, and staff and everybody, morale is huge. Um, it, it pretty much runs your school. It, it helps you day by day. Um, you know, the biggest thing for me is I feel like is kids seeing my face in the hallway, in the lunchroom, staff seeing my face, coming by, checking on them in the classrooms. You know, and, and I go by, I try my best to get by and see everybody, you know, each week and I check on them. And if teachers know that you're backing them, and that you're supporting them and that you're providing things for them. Um, and Coach B is big on this too, you know, about um, providing what they need on a daily basis for them to be successful. They, they'll jump through hoops for you to make sure their kids are getting what they need in that classroom. Um, there's a lot of times that, that we cook for our teachers up there and we feed them. Um, there's a lot of times the community comes in and, and buys something like Chick-fil-A or something like that for them. And I'm very thankful for the community for doing that as well. You know, last year we had our Teacher Appreciation Week and um, – each week, each day in the high school, I was very fortunate to have enough community support that I was able to give a teacher a gift each day, whether it be a gift card. Um, we raffled off a Traeger grill. I raffled off, I say, we uh, we had a drawing for a Traeger grill from Deals Harbor that, that donated it to us, had some coolers from Deals, had, had all kind of things, get different gift cards. And um, and that helps. When teachers, it's, it's little things. It's going to be a $5 gift card they get, you know, for showing up to a meeting. And that, that will take them, I mean, a long way in life because they realize that, I am valued. I am cared for. And outside of just walking by and speaking, you know, about well, how, how was class today or how was this today, it's more about, you know, getting to know that teacher too. You know, they may have a parent that's sick or, or um, a sibling that's not doing well or, I mean, a, a child that's not doing well, you know, and just asking them, you know, how's your parent doing or how's your mom doing, how's your dad doing, and um, just knowing that, that I'm here for you outside of school-related activity, you know, outside of the books every day, and the stress and the daily struggles, I'm here for you mentally too, for your mental health. I want to know how you are and where you're at. Um, so morale is huge, you know, letting them know you care. Show, and, and I say letting them and talking. Me, I'm more about action than I am words. I'm, I, 
they need to they need to be able to see that that I care about them and the way I show that you know and how I do it and so um, that's huge. And then the second question. Uh, one more time. How do you instill hope, and how do you help kids dream so, beyond the? So, in Irwin County, like you said, it's small, and there are kids that hadn't hadn't been to the beach, or maybe hadn't been to a Braves game, a Falcons game, something like that, you know. And um, we have a lot of community members that come in and, you know, ask about kids on a daily basis. What does this child need? What does this child need? What can I do? And you have some kids that are receptive, and some that aren't. But you always want to let them know here. Here's options for you. If, if you're if you're hungry, I got food. If you if you're thirsty, I got something to drink. You know, things of that nature. But um, we we offer a, a lot of clubs and activities at our school. Um, so outside of sports, you know, we have a what's a it's called an esports team. Um, it's where they come in, they play video games, and so it's a Georgia high school sport. Um, for your kids that don't don't play any anything like football, or basketball, they come in and play. Um, Played Nintendo, they got Madden on there, and a couple other games. And so um, we have a bass fishing club, um, FCA, which we're trying to grow right now in our school and get it bigger. Um, FFA, FCCLA, FBLA, um, all kind of things these kids can get involved in. And Coach Tucker in the middle school, myself in high school, we both preach to these these kids about getting involved in something in life, so that you have something to do. You know, join one of these clubs, pick up a hobby. Um, I know there's a, there's a chess club going around right now that where these kids do chess sometimes on Thursdays. It was brought up this year, and so um, just a, a lot of a multitude of different things to kind of get their 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 stuff broadened, their horizon broadened. Some I guess you'd say. Um, I know FBLA takes them on a couple field trips throughout the year. Um, FCCLA goes on a couple field trips. I know AG usually FFA with Wesley Paul, Chris, and Shayla. They usually go to a couple different uh, workplaces down here for these kids to see. Um, but any chance we get to to let our kids experience something um, they've never experienced before, we want to absolutely jump on that and let them see what it's like outside of Osceola. That's great. I know, um, and you speak on that, the year that we went to uh, went to Atlanta to play in the state championship game when it snowed and we had to turn around and come back. Um, I was behind the buses. And, and you know, it started snowing on us right as we got into Atlanta and, and we pull off the interstate. And you see the kids just hanging out the windows, amazed. Trying to catch a snowflake. Trying to catch snow, yeah, because they had never seen anything like well, that. Well, it's funny you say that because we, we went up that year and me and Coach Tank, Coach Sermons, and I think Coach Tuggle, um, can't remember, I know Coach Tank, Coach Sermons, Coach Rankin. It was me, Coach Tank, Coach Sermons, Coach Rankin. We're driving the equipment trailer. And so we went on up to the, where the hotel was at and we were going to drop the trailer and then meet everybody back at the bins to, uh, to watch that night's game before we went back to the hotel. And so uh, when we got there, it was actually snowing, and we dropped the trailer, and we started to leave, and Drew, Coach Tanks, said, Drew Tanks, and said, oh, guys, hold on real quick. Let's, let's get them to take a picture of us in the snow. You're talking about four guys, you know, from this area um, that went to school, three of us went to school in Irwin County, and um, who were tickled to death to take a picture in the snow because we don't see it every day. So I can only imagine our kids, like you were saying, who were, you know, saw the snow and were just oh, yeah. so excited about seeing it because you don't get that down here in South Georgia now. No, no. They were hanging out the windows and Absolutely. holding their arms out and sticking their heads out the window. And it, it was just it, – it was funny at the time, you know, because you're like, man, what, what are those guys right. doing? But then you realize they hadn't seen anything And, like and Pastor Billy also, it goes back to what you were saying about, you know, broadening your horizon some. You know, I know a lot of our kids go to youth here and a lot of our kids go to Church of God and – um, Pastor Curtis' church down the road. We, you know, we try to involve churches as well in our community um, because we do know the churches take kids on trips and things of that nature. And so we try to push that as well and um, get our kids involved in things of that nature just, just so they can broaden their horizons, you know, and get a clearer picture. Well, and, and you know, it means a lot. But I've, <clears throat> I've shared this story with people before, but when I, when I was in high school, I grew up in a town about the size of Fitzgerald, very, very, very similar to Fitzgerald. And I can remember my chemistry teacher in 11th grade, and I remember I was an underachiever, man. I, you know, I'm, man, as, 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 uh, as, as a lot of kids around here probably, they, like, Stevens, we didn't grow up going to college. That, that's what, right. that's what rich people did. That's right. what, that's what smart people did. Stevens people, we just figured out, like, hey, figure out a trade, go do it, you know, earn a, earn a living, do what you can. So I, I, I kind of grew up with that, that mindset, never even thought that college was a possibility. And not, again, there's a lot of great trades. You don't have to go to college, so I'm not, not saying that. But what I am saying is, is that I remember this teacher, he pulled me out one day of class and he said, hey, he said, 
you're, he says, you're smarter than what you're performing. And it was the first time in my life that a teacher, or that anyone really, there's the first time in my life that somebody grabbed me, pulled me to the side and said, hey, I see more in you. That's what you guys do, man. That's what you guys do. You guys are there to help kids see beyond themselves, see beyond their circumstances, see beyond the, the county lines of Irwin. Right. And to see that there's a world out there that, man, God created you on purpose, for a purpose, with a purpose. Go find it. Absolutely. Well, and our superintendent, Kerry Billingsley, he's got a couple of great stories of, of himself going up, and, I, and I'll let him tell that to you guys one day when you all talk to him. But um, that's pretty much his message, too, was, was he has some educators in his life that, that grabbed him and said, look, man, you know, there's something bigger than this, and, uh, and you have a purpose in life. And um, he's, he's lived through it, and he's a, he's a living example right now of it uh, doesn't matter what you come from. You, know, you, can, you can be whatever you put your mind to. Whatever you set your mind to, you can absolutely achieve. And, um, you know, same thing for us. I tell our teachers all the time, and even I have to tell myself, I have to remind myself every day that these kids need to get a clean slate every day. You don't know what they come from, don't know what's going on at home. And sometimes at school, the only smiling face they may see is yours. Um, and so, you know, with that being said, all it takes is to change one kid for me. Um, I don't have to change 500. I don't have to change 100. If I can make a difference in one child's life, and I, and I think my teachers, I, I, I say I think, I know my teachers feel the same way. Um, you know, no, it's not always, you know, popcorn and candy. But at the end of the day, at the end of the school year, you know, if I've made a difference in one child, I've done what I what I've been called to do, and uh, and that's just re really speaks volumes to um to my staff and everybody else because they, they do the same thing. You know, we, we try to make sure every child has everything they need on a daily basis. It's all about them. One of the things, and you just mentioned it, and you you, you alluded to it earlier, but in your position, and you know, I get it with the position I'm in now, but how important is it to surround yourself? with good people, with people that you know are going to make the right decisions or have the kid's best interest in mind. Not just somebody that's there, hey, I need to get paid doing something, so I'll do this. Right. Uh, it's super important. Um, you know, I knew when, when I got this job, I was very fortunate to get this job, very humbled by it, that my circle would get smaller, just like with any promotion you get. You know, your circle usually gets smaller. Um, but you, you always want to, you know, me personally, I always want to surround myself with good people. Um, like I said, Christy Clark does a fantastic job in our school. Um, I mean, this past Friday night with the football game, I had to leave and go let you know, Fitzgerald people in and this and that and the other. And she jumps right out of air and starts wanding people at the metal detector. Miss Stephanie Gooden's at the other metal detector running it by herself with a couple helpers, you know. But um, when you have people that you trust, it makes it makes the day and the year go a lot smoother um, than it doesn't, you know. And, at the end of the day, uh, Coach Billingsley's done a fantastic job in stealing that and our board office personnel as well because, they, like I said, those people are in the building constantly. Um, I, I joke with Miss Cobb all the time, Candace Cobb, our assistant superintendent. She probably gets tired of her phone ringing and my name popping up um, with questions and that, but she always answers. She, she never, ever doesn't answer or call me back. Um, you know, Jessica Sermons uh, helps with transportation with John Hudson, who, who both do incredible work for us as well. But... Um, and, and then Rachel Pace with curriculum does a fantastic job. And Andrea Reeves with our, with our SPED, uh, SPED stuff, she's our SPED director. And Leslie Young, who does um, our 504s and our social media. Every one of those people are fantastic to be around. They're going to push you on a daily basis to be the best you can be. Um, and, that's, and Coach Bills will tell you, that's his ultimate goal as well. I don't want to speak for him, but he, he will tell you that I need to get the best you I can get. Um, and so that's what we try to tell our staff at school as well. And so, like you said, having a good staff around you, good people in the right places, is, is vital to success. Well, Jared, you know, one of the things about the school year is <laughs> you don't get the ease into it. I mean, it's like first day football game, and, man, it, it we just hit the ground running. A first day football game and softball game. Well, the softball game got moved this year, but that was the original plans. I just want you to know, man, you're, you're in our prayers. You and the staff um, got you on our prayer list. We pray for the schools uh, on a regular. And we're so thankful that God has, has brought you here and put you in the position you're in. And um, is, there anything, is there anything coming up that uh, we need to be aware of outside of the athletic schedule? Uh, athletic schedule, um, I, I just I would ask parents just to continue to, to monitor your children's grades. And if you have questions, please come to us at school. Please call us. I'd be more than willing to sit down with you and talk through grades. And um, our tutoring will start after Labor Day. It'll be four days a week, Monday through Thursday, um, 3.30 to 4.30. And in high school, and I know middle school, we have tutoring as well. So any kids that are struggling with academics and need help, we got things in place for that. 
Um, and I would just encourage the community to continue to support us like you always have. You know, there's nothing like Irwin County. There's nothing like being an Irwin County Indian. I tell our students that all the time. You know, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else or in any other place. Um, and honestly, Billy, when it, you know, it goes back to, to this community always supports anything we ask them to do. And I had a, a guy at a Tifton that I spoke with the other day about some football stuff. And um, he said, hey, your coach hadn't called me this year for, for a sign. And I said, well, man, I think you're on the scoreboard or on one of the play clocks or something already. Like, you know, you, you're a big, pretty big booster. And he said, it doesn't matter. He needs to call me because I'd love to get something else or just talk to him. And um, and Coach saw he was actually sitting with me, and he was like, well, he kind of looked at me, and I gave him his number. And um, th these people in this town, and even outside this town, are phenomenal to our school, our kids, our athletics, um, extracurricular. You know, I encourage you to go watch a, a sporting event. I encourage you to go watch a band concert, a chorus concert. Um, we're still looking for a chorus teacher, you know, still trying to get that. Um, but the band is great. Um, I know one act play is starting up. We just got our cast in it. Um, cross country has 20 kids running this year. You know, wow. coach Stephen Haggard came on the board with us this year. He's got 20 kids out running. So I would encourage you to get out and, and catch one of those events. And then we also have nights coming up in the future, um, uh, where you can come and get some more information about academics and about some um, some college stuff. So I'd encourage you as parents and guardians to come out and see that. And if you ever have a problem, please don't hesitate to give me a call. You know, you were talking about the, the community <laughs> support and all. And um, the the second year that I coached middle school foot, uh, middle school softball, the first year we wore the middle school baseball uniforms. And um, we won the conference that year. And I said, you know what? I said, these girls, they, they need their own uniforms. We don't need to be borrowing from baseball. And um, so I got with Ty at RNS and we designed some. And uh, I went and sat down at the table at PEX. I took a flyer with me with a picture of the uniforms on them. And I went and sat down at the table at PEX Absolutely. in the back and I put it on the table and I said, these girls need some uniforms and I need some money. Absolutely. And I, I'll tell you up front, I left the table that day with $500. Mm -hmm. It uh, it blows my mind that uh, it, it, I say it does. It really doesn't. These people in Irwin County um, and the community, it's just amazing to watch what they can do in a short period of time. Um, and a lot of it goes toward our school, our high school, our middle school, our elementary school. If we didn't have the support we have from our community, we wouldn't have a lot of things that we have. Um, you walk in our school and see our facilities and things of that nature and our kids and what they have and what they don't, we're very fortunate and blessed to be in the position we're in. Um, and that, that's just a, that's, that just goes to show you what people do and are willing to do to help you any way they can or everyone can. Like I said, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Um, being an Irwin County Indian is, is a is just a blessing, and I'm very humbled to be able to to lead this group down here in Osceola. Well, you take schools our size um, around us, and, and there's not a whole lot right around us, but you take schools our size, and, and I just use soccer, for instance. Um, Clinch doesn't play soccer. Mm -hmm. Charlton doesn't play soccer. Hawkinsville just started playing soccer. Mm -hmm. Turner, you know, I'm not sure about them. They kind of at one point they want to, and at one point they don't. So I'm not really sure where they're right. at. But not not only soccer. There's more. There's other clubs. There's other activities. That, so much that we offer here that schools our size don't. Right. And and I'm not saying we're perfect by any means. You know, but we do offer a wide variety of things that you can get involved in with with sports, with extracurriculars, clubs. Um, just a wide variety of things that, that some other schools don't offer. And we're very blessed to be able to do that, to have the sponsors we have for each club and, and sport. Um, it just goes a long way. It really does. And these teachers are great about pushing their kids to, in that direction. Well, Jerry, we we're grateful uh, for you carving out some time to come on the podcast. Uh, again, know that we're praying for you. Uh, principal of Irwin County High School, Jared Luke, uh, you guys make sure that you're continuing to lift him up in prayer. And, yeah, come out and support all these different activities, whether it's a band concert or a one-act play or an athletic event. There's a lot of great things happening in Irwin County. Get your kids involved. Get your kids involved in, in extracurricular activities. It helps helps them build relationships with their students, helps them build relationships with faculty. They'll spend a lot of time with people who really care. Uh, again, Jared, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you all. All right, welcome back to Inside the Tribe. It's your host again, Billy Stevens, here with co-host Bill Bars. Well, Bill, last week, um, we're going to, or here in just a bit, we'll talk about last week and what happened this past um, week with our athletics, some softball stuff going on. 
obviously some football stuff going on. But before we do, I want to jump into our word for the week. And Bill, <clears throat> the uh, Apostle Paul is writing from prison to a church in Philippi. And this is what he says in Philippians 4.8. He says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, watch this, think about these things. So I want to just talk for a second about fixing our focus. There was a research group several years ago that it, they were interviewing some college students and they were, you know, sometimes with research, you can slant research to try to pull out what, you know, the, the results that you want. And so they asked them two questions. They asked college students two questions. They said, number one, first question, how happy are you? Second question is how many dates have you been on in the last year? Now, when they asked it in that order, how happy are you and how many dates have you been on in the last year? What they found was that there was no correlation or very little correlation to between how many dates you have been on and your happiness. But that wasn't the results they were hoping to find. So they interviewed a second group of college students and they reversed the order. They said, how many dates have you been on the last year? And then they asked, how happy are you? Now suddenly there was a direct correlation between the number of dates a person had been on and their happiness, their overall happiness. And so it comes back to what you focus on, what we focus on is going to ultimately determine the level of our joy, our happiness. And so Paul is going to say, again, in Philippians 4, 8, he says, think on these things. Think on these things. Here's the interesting thing is right before it in verses 6 and 7. So right before 4, 8 in chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, he says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, notice the next two words, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So what are we focused on? What are we fixing our focus on? I remember a couple of years ago, you know, I'd hit that age where I got into my 40s, and everybody warned me. They said, they said, man, when you get in your 40s, your eyes just go. And I was like, man, I'm, my eyes are good. You know, I hit 40. They were still good. Then uh, I think I was about 42, 43, and I'm, I'm sitting at a marriage conference, and I'm taking notes. And I was like, my goodness, the ink in this pen is so blurry. Like, what's wrong with this ink? <laughs> and, and, and in that moment, I, I began to have a hard time focusing on the ink and the writing. And then things began to get blurrier, and I had to strain harder. And eventually, I just broke down and said, okay, I'm going to the eye doctor. They said, yeah, it's about that time. Time for you to get some corrective lenses. And so now... You know, I wear glasses, and with the glasses, I can see totally fine. And, and so the glasses help to fix my focus. I think that's the Word of God for us. When things get out of focus, when things get a little, you know, tough, what we focus on matters. So if I focus on the Word of God, He says, think on these things. If I focus on my problems, then you know what's going to be magnified is probably my, my problems. That's going to be what I see, and everything else will blur. But if I focus on the things in my life that are good, if I focus on God, if I focus on His Word, then what Paul says is that we are to think on these things. And even before that, he says, hey, if you have something, he says, why don't you bring it to the Lord in prayer and everything by prayer and supplication. He says, with thanksgiving, be thankful. And so when he says be thankful, it comes back to me of going, you know, no matter how bad things are in life, you can always find something to be thankful for. And I think what Paul's trying to tell us is we need to make sure that we fix our focus on things that are, what does he say? Focus on and think on things that are true, honorable, just, pure, lovely. If, it's, if there's any, whatever's commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on the things that make you just want to praise God. Well, it's, it's kind of like a sore. If you keep picking up the sore, it's never going to get, it's never going to heal. And, and 
you know, so if you focus on actually getting it better than picking at it, yeah, then then yeah, and I think that we do that a lot. I think that you know whatever problems we have or whatever the issues are, um, there there are times where if it's with a person, we want to you know think bad about the person or think of all the bad things that that person's done or or you know things that they've done that you don't agree with and everything's negative 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 instead of saying looking at the positive side of things Mm -hmm. and saying well you know no that person ain't why am i trying to make this person not to be this bad person they're really not um it's it's my view that needs to be changed and and not necessarily what that person's doing yeah that's a good word well i hope that helps somebody this week um, speaking of picking at sores, uh, I guess we'll spend some time picking apart uh, some a couple sore spots from last week. Yeah, number um, number one. Let's just let's just uh, let's talk about softball. Now they had some really good things happen last week. Yep. They had some some wins, but uh, you know we had a big game Thursday. Was against Bacon County. Was Bacon two to nothing. We lost two to nothing. I was talking with Dr. Connor. And because um, they played over in Alma, right? And uh, you know, Applin had a really good pitcher. I think Coach Brunel had mentioned in his uh, podcast when we had him on. She threw, you know, around sixty-two, which is which is pretty good for a high school pitcher. Um, and uh, my understanding is that Brooklyn threw a really really good. Brooklyn game. did throw a good game. Um, we just had we some. Held, <clears throat> we held them to two runs, and they're. We we just had some unfortunate mistakes that kind of kind of cost us some some learning experiences that we got. Um, but uh, overall, you know, two to nothing. Bacon generally pretty good. Yeah. At, at softball, so um, you know, definitely definitely something to work with. And uh, you know, they were supposed to play Brooks, I think, Tuesday, and it got rained right. out. Yeah, they got about halfway there, I believe, and it got. And so uh, I think they're two and one right now. I don't think they ever finished making up the ATCO game. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then this week uh, they have Pelham, and then they go to Athens to uh, I think it's North Oconee or Oconee High School uh, to play in a tournament up there this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday. Should be playing some really good teams up there. Th- they should be. I-, I was looking at their schedule earlier. Uh, and they will be playing, if I can get it pulled back up here, uh, Chattahoochee, uh, Jefferson County, and Westlake. Wow. Uh, I'm not sure about Chattahoochee and Westlake. I know Jefferson, I believe, is a 3A school. Uh, I'm not. I'm sorry, not Jefferson County, Jackson County. Jackson. Uh, that's actually where Coach Rich McWhorter went to when he left really? Charlton County. Okay. Um. But yeah, Jackson is a. I'm sorry, I was wrong. They are a six A school. Um, all these schools are bigger than us. Let's see. Chattahoochee is a five A school, and Westlake is a seven A school. Well, playing some big schools that'll help prepare us. As the season goes on. So, uh, you know, good challenge. And then we'll come back next week uh, and play Wilcox away on Tuesday. And it looks like they have rescheduled that Brooks game maybe for the 31st. Okay. Or either – because I think we play three – we play each region team, I think, three times. So I'm not sure if this is a reschedule or not, but okay. they do they do go to Brooks on the 31st. Okay. Well, you know uh, the the good news, watching, I watched them play Bacon last year, several times, watching them play Bacon this year, the gap's closed. That's what you're looking for. You're looking to close the gap. Uh, Bacon has some really good ball players. That pitcher, she's phenomenal. She's hard to hit. We um, we had a couple opportunities, I think, to get some runs on the board and. I think we had some base running mistakes, but you know it's a young team. You'll you'll get that right. Um, those things will get better as the season goes on. Understanding situations and circumstances and knowing what you're supposed to do, that'll come along. Uh, middle school softball. 
Yep. Uh, they are 2-0 and right now. They had a game with Macon County that has been rescheduled and, uh, and Dooley also, so they didn't play any games last week. This week they will be at home on the 21st, which is today, uh, against Hawkinsville, and then they will be in Douglas Thursday to play Coffee County, and I think that's a doubleheader Thursday okay. with Coffee. So that's that's all that middle school softball has this week. Well, middle school football this week is Hawkinsville at Hawkinsville home. at home five o'clock. JV football Thursday at five against Coffee County. So our softball team will be in Douglas. Coffee's football team, JV team, will be here. Yes, it's Thursday at five. Uh, and then, of course, Friday night, we'll be on the road at Dooley County. Before we get into the Dooley County game, let's talk a little bit about last Friday night. Bill, what you, um, what'd you see? How did, your, how did the performance match up to kind of expectations going into well, the Well, you game? know, we started out, um, first of all, I thought our defense played tremendously the whole game. 100%. Uh, you, you look at the end scoring, well, golly, they give up 28 points. Uh, yeah, the, you know, the defense probably spent three-quarters of the game on the field. Um, I thought that they played played really well. Uh, the first touchdown, we gifted them, uh, you know, off of, a, off of a young mistake. And they give them the ball on, like, the seven-yard line or so. You know, they scored. And it stayed seven to nothing the rest of the first half. You know, we had a couple of opportunities and made some mistakes. Uh, second half, uh, you know, they they scored uh, one touchdown in the in the third quarter, um, which was aided by, in my opinion, a questionable pass interference call. Extremely was, questionable. When it was fourth and eight. Um, and they went on and scored. You know, and the defense just got worn out. And the offense just never really could get on track. Uh, we had some flashes, uh, especially in the first half. Um, but it was just like we we just we'd get the train on the track and get it rolling a little bit and it come off. Um, whether it was mistakes or penalties or you know drop passes or fumbles or I think we wound up the night turning the ball over four times. I think that's right. And really could have been a fifth time. Uh, Bubba Walters knocked the interception out of the hands of the safety. Yes. And uh, so that that was um, it was we had we had it. We just, it was almost like we couldn't get out of our own way the other night offensively. Um, we had the four turnovers. We had one of them was inside, I think, the 20. Mm -hmm. That catch would have put us inside the 20 in the first quarter. We had, um, we had several opportunities to convert third downs and just drop the ball. Um, so those are things – and listen, Bill, we, we talked about this. Go back and listen to the previous podcasts. We talked about this. This team is going to be extremely young in, in, the, sec, you know, in the skill position area. And <clears throat> think about this now, and, and I know we've mentioned this and I don't want to harp too much on it again, but your top six offensive players from last year, all gone. Right. Cody Soliday, Demarcus Lundy, all your top pass catchers, Bo Payne, Evan Ross – Mason Snyder, Malachi had, those guys are all gone. And because of the schedule we play, you know, we didn't get the luxury last year of having games where it's over by halftime. So those backup guys don't get the reps that they normally would have gotten had we been playing some teams that we've played in the past where at halftime your starters are like out of their pads, right? Right. Um, so there's not there were we knew there were not a lot of returning reps from a varsity level coming back and and those things showed and and by the way you know we we've we're banged up right now we are and you know i was going to say without shane playing friday uh i was talking to uh one of the coaches and the running backs that carried the ball friday night coming into the season may have had, and I say may using, you know, capital letters, may have had 20 carries combined varsity in their career, maybe 20. 
Um, so, you know, I thought that uh, – I thought Carter Pace played really well. He did. Um, and my understanding is he got a little banged up. Second quarter, he uh, got a hip, kind of a hip, almost kind of buttocks injury, um, and it just tightened up on him in halftime. I, I can't recall off the top of my head, but I'm, I don't think he ran the ball in the second half. And when he went out, our, our running game suffered because he, he's, you know, our, our fullback position is Shane Marshall is the, the number one guy. And then your, your second position is Carter Pace. So we're now down to our third string fullback. Um, and it's not to take anything away from those guys who are filling in that position, but honestly, our third string fullback probably more suited for an H position. Yeah. Well, little to no experience. Exactly. Um, I'll tell you one of the bright spots. Again, I thought the defense played really well. And I thought Melvin Webb punted the ball extremely well. He was stroking it. He um, did really well. You know, I, it would not surprise me. In fact, I would just about guarantee that he averaged over 50 yards uh, a punt. Um, and I thought I did. I thought that he, he punted the ball really well. Um, you know, I, I told him coming into the season, you know, Melvin's a 10th grader. Of course, you've seen him play soccer. I've seen him play soccer. Punting is part of that game. We knew he could punt a soccer ball. I mean, you know, I would have coaches, uh, you know, that would come up to me after our middle school game and say, man, man, you goalie, man. What, what grades are you in? And, you know, seventh, eighth, you know, through the years. Man, he can punt. And you'd hear the guys, you'd hear the players on the field. Man, back up now, back up. You know he can punt it. And um, so I was picking at him the other night after the game and uh, congratulating him on his performance. And I said, Melvin, I said, who taught you how to punt like that? He said, you did, coach. <laughs> I said, well, yeah, but you're kicking an oblong object now, not a round object. Yeah. But no, no, I had nothing that, to. I had nothing to do with that. Melvin's he, just that gifted. He is. He's got a very strong leg, and uh, he's only going to get better. He is. He's only going to get better. Yeah, that was a, that was another bright spot again. In addition to um, the defense. Now again, part of that giving up 28 points was Ulysses Tomlin going down. He did. Um, and and when he went out, they really just started pounding that side. And it um, – listen, they just wore us down. It's what they do. They did. It's, you, Fitzgerald's MO. They do it every if year. If you follow the box scores, you know, seven points through the first two and a half quarters, you know, another seven towards the end of the third quarter, 14 points. So the longer we went, the more they scored because the tighter our defense got. Yeah. And, it's a numbers uh, game. It is. They have, <clears throat> they have, they have twice as many kids as we do, um, and their twice as many kids is um, w as they work down into their second and third string. Their guys are bigger, more experienced. Somebody told me the other night that Fitzgerald has like twenty some odd seniors. Twenty three. I've, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. We've got eight, eight, and and five of them play. I think, you know. I heard Mo and John Lindsay had the conversation when he was here. You know, when we play a Fitzgerald or somebody of that caliber, higher yeah. classification, yeah. you know, you know, put if they put their best fifteen on the bus and we put our best fifteen on the bus that we met and played, it'd be a pretty doggone good game. Yeah. But then when it comes to person sixteen, seventeen, you know, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, you know, that that's where the difference starts coming in in, a, in this depth. Yeah. Well, and I think I think the senior part of it played out to give Fitzgerald a ton of credit. The one thing about Fitzgerald, um, they don't make mistakes. No. They don't turn the ball over. No. They're where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there. They don't have blown assignments. Um, they, they just play really clean football. And they do what they do. It's like Herman Boone said in Remember the Titans. He said, it's like Novocaine. Works every time. You just got to give it time. And, and it does, man. They, just, they, they, work their, they work their game plan to perfection and give them credit. I, I will say this, though. And, again, this may be just me looking through red and black glasses. I thought we, I thought we were the better team in the first half. We were down 7 nothing. 
but I thought we were the better team in the first half. We, I'm pretty sure, I don't have stats in front of me, but I would be willing to guess that we had more total yardage at halftime than they did. Yeah. Now, I don't, I don't want to go for moral victories and go, well, we had more yardage. That's not what it's about. Yeah. But, but I do think that there are some positives to take away. Absolutely. You know, I was, I was sitting here thinking when you, when you made the comment about Herman Boone, Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were. Yes. Yes. They did exactly what we, what they, we thought they would do. Um, they attempted a few passes. I say a few, probably four, maybe. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, they did. They lined up in a single wing and they pounded the ball and they'd go to the, uh, you know, the, the double wing, one fullback, wing tee, run a few plays out of it. Uh, you know, but I told him on the radio, and and I've watched Tucker coach now for ever how many years he's been up there, uh, and you can guarantee, guarantee, that when it comes down to the nitty gritty, he's going to run the counter. He's going to do it. If it's fourth and twenty, and he's going to go for it, he's going to run the counter. If it's fourth and one. Well, with that big line, but you, you get what I'm saying. The counter, that, that's his, you know, every coach has that play. If I need this many yards, this is the play I'm going to run. Yep. For us with DJ, it might have been belly mm -hmm. or a down. But for him, it's counter. And uh, and they run it well. They, they run it well, and they run it out of the single wing, and they run it out of that <laughs> traditional wing T set, and they run it well. But, um, you know, Fish Fistro will have a very successful season this year. Um, it'll be interesting to see when they get on in the playoffs. I'm, I'm not sure about Northeast, and I'm not sure about Madison, Florida. Uh, I, I think they should do very well in their region. Not, I know Cook is good. I'm not just sure how good they are. Um, but, uh, you know, Worth uh, lost a Turner yeah. Friday night. Yeah. And Shocker. Worth is probably going to be the 3-4 team out of that region um, or has a good chance to be. So – It'll be interesting to see when, on down the line, when when they when Fitzgerald matches up with a whoever, yeah, a Putnam County in the playoffs a or Rock Eagles Mart. Landing or a Rock Mart, because um, we'll get to see in a few weeks what Rock Mart's all about. I, I I hope that linebacker they had graduated. He did. Thank the, he thank did. the Lord because that did. kid was a monster. He did, but you know Rock Mart on uh, lost to Cedartown thirteen to twelve. Hmm. The other night, and and actually missed a forty-something yard field goal at the end to win it. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, you know, Rockmart looked looked pretty sporty. And uh, you know, this week for us, now we get more into our comfort zone, so to speak. We get to play another single A school, somebody our size. Uh, we go up to Dooley County. Of course, we talked about Dooley in, in some of our other podcasts. You know, they're going to be – I don't know what they hold. They lost 34 to nothing this past week to Crisp County, which is a, a, Crisp per, is a, good football a perennial team. powerhouse in 3A. So, you can't judge too much off of that. But uh, Dooley's going to put athletes on the field. You know, this will be their coach's second year. We talked about it. They kind of struggled to start the year last year. They made a deep run in the playoffs. So, uh, we'll be more in our element as far as being able numbers-wise – to, to match up, but uh, it'll it'll be an interesting interesting game. Well, there's no doubt we've this will be size wise, numbers wise should be more who we are. Um, should be a good indicator. You know, we're looking for improvement this week. There's some things that need to be shored up. I tell you one thing that'll help a team get better in a hurry is, you know, if Shane Marshall's back, we'll look a lot better. I promise. You know, I'm not saying we would have won with Shane in the other night, but I would have I would have liked our chances a lot better if he's in the game this past Friday. So we're hoping he'll get well. Uh, he's still nursing a quad. Um, but yeah, Dooley, we we'll we'll get a better indicator I think this week of of where we're at. I think our defense is going to be. The good news is I think our defense can carry us through the early part of the season until our offense finds its footing. Well, you know, and and two, uh, the other night against Fisher when they went up seven to nothing, we had an op we had opportunities, we had opportunities to make it seven to seven, fourteen to seven, twenty one to seven, um, and, and again we just we couldn't take advantage uh, of those opportunities that we had, and that's part of being young, 
you know, when you're young, sometimes these guys, these guys are, they're still trying to figure out how to play football. Like they, you know, there's, there's basics. And then there's like, you get past beginner level, you get to intermediate level, and then you get to expert level. And I think these guys are still trying to figure out the, how to do the little things well. And as they do, listen, this, this coaching staff is, they've, their track record speaks for itself. Yeah. I mean, we, we haven't been as deep in the playoffs as we've been for so many years on accident. These guys know what they're doing. Now it's a matter of, and we've, again, we've harped on this in previous podcast episodes where these, they're still trying to figure out who they have on this team and right. who can do what. And once you figure out what these kids can do, then you can put them in better position to succeed. That's right. Now, I know probably for a lot of fans out there, they're going, well, what'd you do all summer? Well, listen, guys, you know, Bill, you know this as well as I do. We don't have, we are, we are not too deep at every position. We have a lot of guys that play both ways. It is impossible to get a good look when you're in those numbers game that we're in well too and during the springtime even when they have them out conditioning or doing whatever they're doing we have kids playing soccer we have kids playing baseball we have you know kids doing other uh activities out of school so it's not like if you have a roster of 75 that during the spring when you're doing conditioning or you know learning plays or doing whatever that you got all 75 out there right um we we do a lot <clears throat> of of sharing with other sports and other activities that go on. And, um, you know, we're, I think we're on the right track. And I, and I think this week is going to give us a true measuring stick of where we are in our classification. Right. And, you know, Dooley, which uh, they've renovated their stadium up there. They, they've got turf up there now. Uh, and for those who are interested in going, the, the field is at the school, sits right behind the school. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm really, really interested to see, again, we're, we're back in our element. Yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm looking forward to, one, seeing us play single-A competition. Um, I'm looking – but more than that, I'm just looking for us to get healthy. And then when we get healthy, then you'll have a better – indicator of of how good we are where we're at as a team and I do think and really believe that by the time we get to region play if we can stay healthy get healthy and then stay healthy I really think by region play I think we're going to be fine I really do and so it's a matter of just staying patient with the process you know you've got to stay patient with the process and I know that these coaches have a plan and there's again like I said I think they're really still trying to figure out who can do what and who's good at what so that they can, when they call a particular play, what guys do I need in on this play? Um, and, and they'll get there. They'll get that figured out. Well, and two, after this week, we'll have a week off uh, to heal any of the bumps and bruises that we've had from this first part. And, uh, you know, then it'll give, it'll give a good, uh, a good mixture of scrimmage playing a really good double-A team, playing a single-A team, kind of in that off week, okay, we, we've got this body of work so far. Where, where are we at? What can we focus on this week to get ready for our next opponent? Which Absolutely. Which be after the week off. So. Yep, yep. All right, Bill. Well, what else we got? That's me. We covered softball, covered football. Um, you know, Coach Luke, I – you know, enjoy his part. I've, I've known Jared basically all of his life. Um, extremely happy for him in, in the position that he's in. And um, I think he'll do a great job at, at doing what he what he does. And uh, just, uh, you know, excited to see uh, athletically, academically, uh, our school system thrive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just – I just, again, you know, we try to tell the fans athletically, especially with football, got to be patient. We've said it before. I've said it a million times, probably more than anybody wants to hear. But, you know, we've just 
myself included, because I'm me and you have conversations during the game, and I'm yeah. like, oh man, you know, <clears throat> yeah. but you know, we, we just got to learn to be patient with them. Yeah, and it's it's going to be a process this year. You know, it's kind of like the kid out there playing baseball, and the fan man throw strikes. Well, don't you think he's out there trying? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and, and it's, it's like anything. <laughs> an offensive lineman, the quarterback, the running back, hit the hole or hit your receiver or catch the ball. I mean, you know, honestly, do we think they're out there trying to drop the ball or trying right. to run into a 300-pound lineman on purpose? Right. You know, and and it's – but, again, with the success we have, builds greed mm. and, and ex- expectation of this is how it's always going to be. Yeah. And it's not like that. No, and you got to, I mean, you always have to think about what you have. We're extremely, extremely young. And we've got to remember that. They need repetition. They need experience. And it will come. It just, it's going to take time. And listen, man, don't tell me Bill Belichick doesn't know how to coach. Patriots haven't been the Patriots in the last couple of years. Um, Every team, I say every team, most teams go through a growth process yeah. when you have high turnover. I don't know. You've been here a lot longer than I have. Bill, do you ever remember a 100% turnover in skill position? You know, I don't. Uh, I don't. We've always had, you know, one or two that come back. Um, obviously, you have quarterbacks that graduate and, and you replace them. Um, you know, when I was in the 11th grade, um, in 10th grade, Warren Sumner was our quarterback. And then Warren graduated. He was a year ahead of me, and he graduated. But then uh, my senior year, Scott Roberts, the coach over at uh, Swainsboro, he had played receiver the years before, and he slid in at quarterback. And it was a pretty seamless transition. Um, but, but, but I don't know that we've ever had that big of a – turnover in in the skill position yeah um that we've had this year well friday friday night this past friday night against fitzgerald there was not one person who ran the ball caught the ball threw the ball that had significant varsity minutes last year no not one so that's i mean that's I mean, what we're looking at now, if, if Shane plays, obviously you've got a returning starter, but he didn't play. So you had zero returning starters, zero significant minutes from last year. So that you're, you, you have to expect that. And um, it, it we're extremely young. We had, I mean, we, uh, you know, outside of Bubba Walters the other night, we've got, well, I mean, you're, you're outside of Bubba Walters, your guys carrying the ball, all 10th graders. Yep. So. Well, Bill, it was a good episode. Um, looking forward to Friday night in Dooley County. Looking forward to seeing this team kind of get on the, the the right track. Hopefully kind of seeing where we're at, get a better measuring stick. Um, also, go out and support, you know, all of our athletic programs this week. Middle school, you said, is on the road this week or they're home? Middle school softball? No, high, uh, football. Football, they are, I believe I said at home against okay. Hawkinsville. Home. That's right, because we played at Hawkinsville last year. So home against Hawkinsville Wednesday. JV football home Thursday versus Coffee, and then Friday night varsity football on the road at, road at Dooley. Middle school or uh, middle school softballs home. By the time you hear this podcast, they will have already played today. Right. Um, and then uh, varsity softball on the road, and then tournament in, in, in up Athens. in up in Athens. Um, so anyway, prayers out to all of our student athletes as they travel the roads this week. Um, and Bill, g- hope let's look forward to a good week. Looking forward to an, another uh, full week of Irwin County athletics. I mean, there is something just about every day. It is going to be hot this week. Stay yes. hydrated. Stay yes. hydrated. Stay hydrated. And if you have kids who play sports, please make sure they're drinking plenty of water every single day. The day of the game is too late to get hydrated. Make sure you're drinking every day. And you guys, you guys have a blessed week. Bill, you got anything else? That's it. Just, just again, stay cool. Middle of the week is what I'm reading. Yep. All right. Well, you guys have a blessed week. Thanks for listening to the Inside the Tribe podcast. We will 
We will be back with you next week. And uh, Bill, do we know who we have lined up yeah, next week for I, our guests? I've, I have a uh, have reached out to uh, uh, Brad Christian. He uh, did radio for Turner County, um, and uh, so I'm on. I'm, I'm kind of working on him for the week of Turner County. Next okay. week um, will be our open week, so we might have a surprise next week. Okay, good. And um, yeah, it it's. Um, it's going to be good to have a bye week. Hopefully that will help us get some of our bumps and bruises healed up. Maybe so. But thanks again for uh, Jared Luke joining us on the podcast. Super thankful to have him and have him a part of our school. And thankful for all of our staff and faculty that help do help our kids become everything that God created them to be. And thankful for the investment they make week in and week out. Uh, you guys have a great week. We'll, we'll uh, look forward to having you tune in next week to Inside the Tribe.